ears to good friends. Cheers. 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 Hmm. That's sort of an oaky afterbirth. What was that? She did tell me to uh, get a beer and some cheese fries over at Eskimo Joe's. That's very nice, lovely. I only hope you feel this way when I'm done. Because I could destroy this night in two seconds. Why is that funny? <laughs> well, I think it's a bit funny to be trying to define nothing. <laughs> Smooth as a bourbon on a summer day. Strong as a peated scotch in the winter night. This is a fair warning. The Catholic Man Show is about to begin. Slap some bacon on a biscuit and let's go. We're burning daylight. Welcome to the Catholic Man Show. Uh, we're on the Lord's team, the winning side. So raise your glass. Show's dedicated to all our West Coast listeners. This is for you guys. We are recording later than normal this evening. The East Coast guys are probably already asleep. Yeah. It's like 10.15 over there. Yeah. So this is just for all you West Coast guys. I'll be asleep at 10.15. Hopefully. I won't be. No. Uh, but welcome to the Catholic Man Show. I'm Adam Minahan sitting here with David Niles. Thankful to be here. Thankful to be a part of the show. I'm just really, I just really appreciate your thankfulness, Adam. I'm grateful. I'm full mm-hmm. of gratitude. Yeah. I'm humble to be in the room with you. That's true. We have one on uh, controlling the show, the controller. Do you like that? Do you yeah. like that name, one? The controller? Now, when we say he's the controller, are we doing that weird government thing where you the word is comptroller, but no. it's pronounced no. controller? No. If, if he was our the, comptroller, we'd, we'd be thing. in trouble. Because the comptroller has, like, money. Right. We'd be in trouble if Juan was in charge of that. All of a sudden, we'd have a can massive you, smoker. You, like, yeah, I was going to say, like, can you imagine the ridiculous things and ridiculous quantities of things <laughs> we would have? Juan, like... Juan is like... Uh, we're replacing these light bulbs in the back with uh, T-bone steaks. Mm. It looks really great. But there's this thing where if you electrify them, you can cook them. Yeah. So, and it would probably be delicious. But we are San Jim today. When Juan buys salt, he buys it like by the gallon. I don't know if they really sell so it by, by the, the gallon. Is that the unit of me- like, is that the correct unit of measure? Yeah. So I was recently trying to. Yeah. Ex- I'm just gonna keep going. I. Uh, <laughs> Took, took the girls pounds. fishing. I think, I think it's pounds. Ounces make pounds, you know. Yes, but not gallons. Uh, well, I think they could, actually. I think ounces could make a gallon. But uh, I took the girls fishing. We caught, you did? We caught nothing. This is a couple weeks ago. What? And you didn't even... Have you told Luke that? Of lying about the fish that you catch. <laughs> but I didn't want to tell them, we're going to lie we're about We're going to lie fish. about this, right. So I said, well... When you go fishing, you tend to over-exaggerate the fish that you catch. What's, would, a, what's over-exaggerate? Well, would, would Aquinas approve this, do you it's, think? Uh, like, let's say you catch two fish, and you say, oh, we all caught two fish. Okay. And then, like, later on, like a week later, 
it was a, a character in a book, or I don't remember exactly what the situation was, where it was obvious they were lying. And Elizabeth goes, are they over-exaggerating? And that's when I realized, like, it's too soon. Yeah. It was too soon yeah. for the whole fishing thing with the... With, with the little with girls. The, yeah. But anyway. That's hilarious. Yeah. She said, you know what? Don't worry about that. Well, forget about that you word. You know what? Yeah. Forget about that word. We'll, we're, we'll come back to that word later. Right. Very good. Yeah. Should we get into the whiskey this evening? Up. Yeah, because I, I was just noticing it's, uh, it's from Oregon. Yes, it is. The, so here's the deal. Connor Hall, a patron member of ours, who's been a patron member for a while, is uh, sent us a bottle of whiskey. And it has been a while, while, yeah. since the, we've had anybody we send have, us. There used to be a tradition about us getting whiskey from people. And we would toast to them, mm-hmm. and then like just people stop sending it. You know, the pandemic maybe. I don't know. Is that what we're blaming? You on? can do that. Everybody you can blames just the- always. Oh well, COVID. Well, uh, COVID. I don't know. But thank Connor. Connor, thank you for sending this thank to you. us. We read what it is. It's West. Don't, don't spill it. No, I'm not going to do that. Westward, American single malt whiskey, stout cask. Yes. So, uh, Oregon Straight Malt Whiskey, finished in stout casks. It's appropriate that I shout out to all our West Coast listeners. It's almost like you did it on purpose. Man, that's awesome. So great. Here you go. Thank you. Oh, here's Juan's. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Connor, thank you so much for sending this to us. I'm, I'm pumped to try it. So uh, Let's I- pour one for Jim, and then I'll drink it. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so, what... Uh, I just read quickly on there that Westford uses uh, stout cask barrels that have been aged, the barrels that have been aged in stout for at least six months up to three years. Six months to three years. Okay. Send it back. And the the Westford, Westford mm. uh, regular whiskey is aged for about three, is aged for three years. So this one is their main line. Uh, and then they take it and age it in, for a year in the stout, cask barrels so this is a four-year-old whiskey four-year-old whiskey okay so i like is that why it's straight i mean i forget do you have to be aged four years to be a straight whiskey uh that's i get i honestly like i get the the rules confused i like the color of this good amber color it kind of has an amber smell you know what that's the one thing i don't like about art like i like to have a a dark color i do too i do too i don't like the light honestly like Color when whiskeys. I first started drinking Ardbeg, it weirded me out that it was right. so light. It's, it's like, light. oh, well, this isn't going to have any flavor. Right. It's mostly water, and then it punches you in the face. But I do. I'm with you. I I appreciate a good, rich color. It has a very malty, uh, yeah. caramel, toast, mm. uh, like toasted... And coconut. Toasted coconut, I think is what Maybe. Coconut. So we should all toast Connor... Do you would want you, me to go first? Would you like to go first? No, I'll let you go first. You want me to go first? Yeah. And take all the good stuff? Yeah, go ahead. Or you want me to go? I'll let you go first. Okay, so Connor, may your mind be filled with prudence. May your heart be filled with justice. May your backbone be stilled with fortitude. May your veins run with with temperance. And blood. And may, and, 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 <laughs> and may your... Your greatest virtuous act today be the smallest of tomorrow. Here, here. Cheers. To Connor and, and to Jesus. 
wait, you didn't even give yours. Spit that back out and give it. I'm drinking to your <laughs> toast, and then I'm going to give mine. Oh, okay. Okay. Fair enough. I'd like to raise my glass to a man that I've never met. A man that I'm sure I'd be friends with. A man of generosity. A man of charity. Strong man. Connor is a man with a gorgeous flowing beard. Never met him, as I said, but <laughs> there's just some things you can tell about a man. Real strong, hairy forearms. That's the kind of man Connor is. Hmm. And I'd like to raise my glass to that man. May there be more men like him in the world. To Connor. I didn't know hairy forearms is something that you Oh, yeah, you want you like aspire a good, to. fair, hairy. You want hairy forearms and then not... In the biceps? Upper arms. What is that? Juan, why don't you give a toast in Spanish, please? No, and don't even worry about it, because, like, nobody's going to know what you say. Yeah, so. it's okay. Connor, que la riqueza de este whisky y la satisfacción que compartimos al tomarlo sea una reflexión de tu vocación y la completación de ella en esta vida. Salud. Amen. Salud. Oh, salud. Did you say something about his reflexes? No. I'm pretty sure you did. I'm pretty, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I heard re mm. reflexion or something. I think this is a delicious uh, whiskey. It's very, very good. Uh, especially for only being aged four years. You can really... Uh, it is. Like, you can it, taste the stout. Yes, you can. It, uh -huh, which is very the interesting. Cho it's chocolatey. Uh -huh. uh, the, I think the malt also... Uh, yeah, comes kind up. of like a... Not cream, but of like a like a like the creamy texture or something mm -hmm. of the mm -hmm. of the stout. Yeah, it's really good. I like it. Yeah, way to go, Connor. Thank you so much for saying this to much. us. Yeah, I, and I, you know, I always appreciate getting something like this that's like, uh, represents a local flavor. Right. You know, that's one of the great things about the whiskey scene mm -hmm. is that it's yeah. starting to be like the brewery scene, the right. beer scene. Right. But let's be honest. Like these days, the beer scene largely the same right you go you know like sure. everybody's got a great ipa everybody's got you know like i would like to see the beer scene actually get a little bit more localized you know like for a local flavor mm -hmm. like hey here we brew these kinds of beers i know you this isn't what you're used to drinking but that's what we drink here yeah like that's that would be really cool there's a couple things on patreon that i want to bring to everybody's attention okay one is that this month we are giving away a suma to one of the top uh, 25 or up a month patrons. And that doesn't mean I want everybody to go and like become $25 patrons for this sumo. Like, this is just a thank you for the ones that have already been there. Is that what the uh, wrestlers wear in the sumo matches? No. The, like the belt? Sumo. No. No. And we're also giving different, away a hat. We could give for one the of those tent. away. Yeah, we could give one of those away. Also, we're doing monthly meetings. Uh, we're actually doing one tomorrow with Jonathan Conrad. St. Stephen Hool puts it together, but it's a Zoom meeting to bring all the guys, you know, who support the show together and talk about faith and fatherhood so many, and so many great guys. Yeah, in the council, really. So, thank you to you, gentlemen. When we get back. We're going to talk about the gear and then go into a topic. Bye right bye.
This segment of The Catholic Man Show is brought to you by The Catholic Woodworker. Go to thecatholicwoodworker.com for heirloom quality home altars, crucifixes, and rosaries. It's also the only place where you can get the official rosary of The Catholic Man Show. Type in promo code TCMS for 10% off all purchases. TCMS for The Catholic Man Show. CatholicWoodworker.com. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles. I'm with Adam Minahan and Juan Posada. And joining us, a nice glass of whiskey. We do have an empty chair though today. We're yeah. missing. We're missing Jean. Jean. Juan Deacon Garlic wanted me, like as I was trying to figure out what we we're going to talk about today. He wanted us to quiz you on the show and have a like quiz to Juan to see how he does. Uh, and I almost said, you know what? That would be really fun and easy for show prep, but I didn't. I didn't do it. But it could be on the horizon. I like the idea. You do? I'm always up for a challenge. That's something I like about you, Juan. What is the NBA professional basketball team in the state of Florida? The Velociraptors. Velociraptors. Nice. No, you're wrong. It was a great guess, though. Hmm. Uh, Miami Heat. But... Uh, you didn't even use a city name in, which is a bolt. Which I think that's a actually no, it's actually a good idea. <laughs> yeah, because it, it's yeah, just one less thing you, to be wrong, be wrong about. about. Right? Yeah. yeah, like yeah. Well, well done, one. Hey, Dave, how's your prayer life? It's okay. It maintains. Well, no, there's no maintaining. I mean, I am still praying. Uh, you know, like I understand that, yeah, like oh, you're either progressing or or regressing. Yeah, I mean that's true, but there's it's not that like okay, so I, I've maintained my prayer regimen about I get up You've early been in the faithful. morning. Yeah, I've been faithful to my, my prayer life. Yeah, to the, my duties of prayer. Uh, get up in the morning, say my auxilium Christianorum prayers. I read the readings for the day. And I use those to meditate for at least 20 minutes, silent contemplative prayer. Um, so I'm still doing that. And I think I could keep doing that for a long time. And, you know, just because I don't pray more doesn't mean that my prayer life isn't, you know, growing. Oh, yet. for sure. Yeah, yeah. And also, I don't think that you can expect your prayer life to always get better. Sometimes well, it depends what it you mean will, by better. It will get well, for you to like, because like consolation may not be better insofar as no, 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 it's not, and it it even begs the question: Are you capable of even saying how your prayer life is? Well, yeah, I mean, Saint Paul doesn't even know. I mean, because uh, well, what are you going to judge it by? The way you feel about your prayer life, you know, and the way you feel about your prayer life might not, not be. be an accurate reflection of how good your prayer life or how poor your prayer life really is. You know, true. so true, true, true. Uh, and you're definitely going to go through periods where you don't feel as good about your prayer life. But that doesn't mean that your prayer life is going backwards or maybe it is. And like, maybe God wants to show you something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Uh, just, you know, you just do your best. That's what you should do. And like, but don't use that as a cop out either. No, don't. I mean, because if you are, then you're no, then you know, you're not doing your best, you right. know, like 
be honest about it. But if you get caught up too much, you can get too scrupulous, you know, I think mm-hmm. sometimes. I'm not, scrupulosity is not my vice. You know, it's not the thing that I struggle with, but my prayer life is going well. We're going to talk about prayer. We're going to talk about fruits of prayer based off of what the Catechism of the Council of Trent. Boom. How's your prayer life, Adam? It's going well. Uh, I also have been maintaining. Yeah. Uh, this week has been very hectic for me. And there were some moments where I just realized, you know what? I am absolutely doing the very best I can even though I don't like, there's not enough hours in the day to actually prepare or do what I would like to do in order to get ready for for my tasks. But I like, you know, I did a really good job of allowing God to, I think, to just to rest in Him, to to, to like rely on Him and be like, listen, Lord, mm-hmm. you know, I want to do well for you, for your church. Uh, I. I feel exhausted right now, or I don't have the mental energy or the mental bandwidth to continue doing this. But I know that your, you know, your grace is sufficient. So, yeah. so please, you know, um, give me the grace to to do this well. Yeah, you know, you need thirty minutes of prayer every day, except when you're busy. Right, then, then you need, you need an, an hour. hour. Yeah. Right. So, wait, do we have a man gear today? We do. Can I? Let me let me finish this. Oh yeah, please. Well, I'll watch. Mm-hmm. So. Most of you know that I recently started a new job uh-huh. at the Diocese of Tulsa in Eastern Oklahoma, yeah. the communications director there. And when I got there and I, I started going through all these meetings, I realized very quickly I need to start taking notes. My other job didn't really take notes. That wasn't something that was a part of... Because in sales, it's more about managing relationships, right. managing people, which you know, people can do naturally. And you utilize, like whatever you have to remember, you email to them. There's just not a lot of note taking. Right. And in this job, there was uh, there's a lot of different departments. You have to be in discussion. You have to remember specific details, dates, times, you know, specific uh, events. And I realized really quick, I need to start note taking. And I realized that I don't have a good note taking structure. The last time I took notes was like in college, twelve years ago. Yeah. And I didn't. Let's be honest. I really didn't have a great note taking. You're not writing in all caps anymore. No. Was that hard to... To break? No. Okay, it seems like it would be. Because your whole life, you wrote in all caps. I mean, caps. I still sometimes do. Yeah, but you used to write in all all caps, right. right? Yes. Your print. Yes. Seems like that'd be hard to break. Um, and so I realized, though, I didn't like to carry around notepads. Because then it's, it was... It, I struggled to find which notepad I was using that day. Yeah, and I hate that because you start taking notes. Right. Thinking, oh, I'm going to have a lot of good stuff to take notes on. Mm-hmm. And then I'll write down like one thing or two things and realize I don't need these notes. Mm-mm. But now I have a whole page here in my notepad with this with these dumb things that I wrote down because I thought the things I was taking notes on were going to be more important. Right. Yes. And then, then they're not. Right. So I started looking online to try to figure out like what, what what's the best thing that I, I could use for note taking yeah. that would like keep all my notes together. I didn't want an iPad. I didn't want anything that was distracting because yeah. uh, that, that was a fear of mine. Like you get a tablet or something like that that has all these different apps and all of a sudden you're no longer taking notes, but you see all these dings and buzzes and yeah. notifications and uh, you're no longer focused on the meeting, yeah. but oh, somebody played me in chess. In chess.com, or, right. Right. You know, so not that you know anything about that. <laughs> uh, so I I found this 
it's called it's called a remarkable two that's what it's called they have a remarkable one this is the second edition so it's called remarkable two and so envision like those big filing cabinets you know that the offices have the old old offices whenever everybody had paper yeah it's kind of the, the younger generation probably didn't even know about these no uh, but it's filing cabinet. Imagine they used to have this. It's like a stuff made of trees. They would like pulp it, and uh-huh. then press it into like a flat sheet, mm-hmm. and then and then they would put lines on it going across. And you could actually uh, inscribe mm-hmm. on this material. Yeah. yeah, that was paper with feathers. With feathers. Sometimes with feathers. Uh, so they have. So imagine like you have a filing cabinet, and then you open the drawer of the filing cabinet. And you have a bunch of file folders in the in the filing cabinet, and then you pull out. The folder and you open it up and then there's pieces of paper in there, right? Yeah. Well, this remarkable two is basically that's what it is in a tablet. Okay. It is a tablet. It is a tablet, but it is a note-taking tablet. All it does is uh, it does more than take notes, but like, it's a PDF reader as well. If you, but it's like a, like a word processor. It's it's just about office. Uh, not efficiency. Uh, it helps you be. Efficient, sure. I guess, but so what? So what? It, it, they really focus on the the writing style, like how it feels when you're writing on this tablet, because you know you, you write on an iPad, it has that that glass, yeah, and so it doesn't feel Not like paper, same, doesn't yeah. feel like you're actually writing on paper. So they really focus oh, yeah. on the texture and the feeling of writing, and they actually even make the set the sound of like paper uh, and, and and pencil. And so there's different, obviously you can have a calligraphy pen, mechanical pen, different styles. But what I was able to do is utilize this and put folders of specific things, specific departments within the chancery that I would need to. Dude, and it makes my cursive look way better. Yes. How does it do that? I don't know. But it's really, it's a, it's a really, it has really helped me in my job. If you are a note taker or need to figure out how to utilize, if you use the back of the pen. Oh, that's what I, I was like. I knew there's a way to erase. It erases it. That's yeah. amazing. Or if you like the journal. Or if you like to, uh, yeah, I don't, know. Life. I don't know. I don't know if I'd use it for journaling. Mm. I mean, you yeah, could. I think for a journal, I would like. I would like to, because in journaling, I don't necessarily reference back to what I was writing unless it was like a specific date to try to find. Uh, normally, at least I when do. I'm journaling, I'm journaling like, this is I'm completed today. Here, I, here's today. Yeah, I just want to get it out. Yeah, like get a, it out. A, and a, a and then the exercise. Maybe uh, you know, maybe in 20 years, my my sons will go back and read this. Like I'm not going yeah. back to read it myself. I journal about the garden. So you know that you gave me those like yeah penny journal books. So yeah, I the field notes. Yeah, I keep notes in there about like what day am I planting mm. stuff. How's it going? Do I like like for instance? I just determined that like New Zealand spinach is gross. Don't mm. it's like thick and like who's growing New Zealand spinach? Like I've and so I just like made a note. Don't ever plant New Zealand spinach hmm. because next year I won't remember. Like what was the gross spinach? Mm-hmm. New Ze- now I know New Zealand. Sp- so anyway, I write I write stuff down. Nice. So the remarkable two, I've I've thoroughly enjoyed. It's it's really helped me stay organized. It's helped me. You can use it as a calendar as well. They have like calendar uh, templates. They have line templates. They have um, all different types. Sheet music, even if you wanted to write sheet music. Uh, I really I really really like it. I, I highly recommend it. 
it's not on the cheap side, but it's a tool. Consider it like a tool being used for, uh, you know, your job, your craft. Get your company to buy it for you. Yeah. So we're going to talk about prayer life when we get back. See, that's pretty good cursive, right? Do you feel like God is calling you to go on a pilgrimage? Well, for the last 34 years, Select International Tours has been leading pilgrimages to holy sites all over the world. And you want when you go on pilgrimages, Dave, you want to make sure you have the great the best hotels, you're touring with the best guides, and every detail has been addressed. And that's exactly what you're getting with Select International Tours. So, for more information, go to their brand new website, selectinternationaltours.com. They have been a sponsor of the Catholic Man Show for a long time now. Even during the COVID pandemic, they were still sponsoring our show. A lot of other tour companies were really shutting down. These guys were consistent. So go to selectinternationaltours.com to find out more information about all the great pilgrimages they offer all over the world. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. Sipping on a little bit of Westford Stout cask. Thank you, Connor Hall, for sending it to us. We just got done talking about the Remarkable 2. We had a great question over the break asking if it has if it has cloud features. It does. If you download the app on your phone, anything you write on there will be transferred over to your app. You can also send it like all your notes via email. So it, it's, it's very functional. Versatile. Yes. So... Anyway, and we're going to talk about your, our prayer. We're going to talk about prayer life. We're going to talk about specifically fruits of prayer and what the Catechism of the Council, oranges, bananas, bananas. It's bananas. Oh. I think uh, I'd rather have an orange. Oh, than a banana. Uh, you know, if someone's going to peel, I'm not, the, if no, some, I'm not a big orange person. Though. Someone's going to peel. I I like bananas, but if someone's going to peel the orange for me, I think I'd rather have an orange. Nice. So we're going we're gonna to pull the information tonight, tonight from the Catechism of the Council of Trent. I really recommend... Which is a book you should have. Yeah, I really recommend it. If it's not in your library, I think you should go get one. If you go to catholicsacramentals.org, you can buy a nice one like this one right here. this edition, which is just... I was just looking at it before we started, and it's like, man, that is a nice book. It's just very, to look at. Would you look at it? I know. It's very nice. It also is really good to brush up on... If you have little kids, like to brush up for yourself, not for them, but to brush up on yourself uh, to help teach them. But in regards to like the command, the Ten Commandments, our Lord's Prayer, what the sacraments are, because it, it breaks down each individual one and goes into depth, and it's very precise. It's very. That's what I like about it is, man, when they put this together, it's razor precision. It is. Yeah, which is nice. Um, and so, anyway, so I wanted to talk about. One of the sections that it has at the very beginning of uh, when they talk about the Lord's Prayer, and they're talking about the fruits of prayer, and they they give quite a few different fruits of prayer, and some of them I think are obvious, and some of them are like, huh, I didn't really consider that as a fruit of prayer, because it's almost maybe not a negative aspect, but it just seems like... Not what you would have expected. Not what I would have expected. So, uh, one of the things though it, it talks about is in the like the catechism itself is it talks about instructions for the priest, like what to do as a priest to teach the lady about the faith. 
So in like the section on the Eucharist, it has a whole section in there about here is what you should do in saying the Mass and how you know transubstanti- transubstantiation works, how what you say has meaning, what you can uh, you know eliminate or not say in the Mass, what's important, what's not important to make it a valid consecration. It's the whole you know. Uh, uh, do the red, say the black. Yeah. Um, and so, but it, it really pushes, I think, the priests on the importance of teaching the laity about the sacraments, about our faith, and how to do it. Uh-huh. And so I, I really appreciate that, just even from the lady's perspective, because I think a lot of times, uh, I know for me personally, after I got out of college, I stopped thinking about different classes that I took in college. Yeah. You know, as a priest, when you get out of seminary, you don't really think about philosophy as much, maybe, or spe- specific aspects of theology. You're, you have finance counsel. You have all these other things that you have to attend to, a lot of sure. admin things. Yeah. So it's sometimes not easy to brush up on or remember exactly what... I could see where that would be an issue, right? Yeah. In, in well, there's the a lot to, re- lot to remember. Right, yeah, you know absolutely. Yes. So, uh, so one of the things it says is that it, at the very beginning it says one of the duties of the pastoral office, and in this is talking about the priesthood, yeah. um, is to instruct the people on Christian prayer. Um, okay. And so it, it goes through. Here is why it's important. Here's what prayer is. Here's how to uh, instruct them, and it, it actually breaks down the whole Our Father line by line. I actually was intending on on doing the Lord's Prayer uh, as tonight's episode, but before I started going through the, the fruits of the prayer, I was like, "Well, this is a great one. We can do the Our, the Our Father later." Yeah, this is. Let's touch on this first. Sure. So, uh, make sure wh- to leave the bookmark in the right place so you can come back. So I can come back to it. Yeah, and so if you have um, this this edition of the Catechism of the Council of Trent, it's on, it starts on page four forty. I have this in my verbum library. I don't have the actual book. Act- actual book. So the first thing, and I think which is appropriate, the first thing it says is the fruits of prayer is it honors God, right? If prayer is an act of worship, if it's an act of religion, uh, which is a sub-virtue of justice, and justice is giving to that which is due, mm-hmm. uh, it would make sense that, that prayer is an honor towards God. Yeah, so I've heard Father Ripperger say this before, and I, I don't know like if he's quoting this from a more official source, or if this is his opinion. So okay. it could be either one. But he said that 15 minutes of prayer a day is really what is the, the minimum is the minimum required to satisfy justice. And so if you're not praying... Your obligation of prayer. Your obligation. So like what, what I heard him saying was that if you're not praying 15 minutes a day, this is at least... I don't want to misquote him. This is how I took what he was saying. But I'm, this is what right. he said. That if you're not praying for 15 minutes a day, you're actually violating justice, mm-hmm. what you owe to God, uh, by vir- by the virtue of religion, right? The uh, virtue of religion. The virtue of religion. Yeah. Yep. And so it says it, it says the prayer we confess uh, our sub, 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 subjection to God and proclaim He is the author of all good. So it's just giving, like I said, giving mm-hmm. honor to that which is due. Yeah, which is also God. like what you should be doing first in your prayer. You know, like we talked recently about the acts, uh, 
Adoration. Yeah. And a, what do you call that? What's it like when the A stands for? Acronyms. Some? Acronym. Yeah. High five. Yeah. So adoration is the first thing you do, which mm-hmm. is exactly what you're doing, what you just said. Right. So I think that one's pretty self-explanatory. We'll move on to the next one. It talks about uh, prayer obtains what we request. Yes. So adoration, we, we adore you, and then you know we ask uh, for specific things. Just, and, just to be clear, the acts is adoration, contrition, mm-hmm. thanksgiving, supplication. Sup- supplication. So supplication is the last part, but yes, this the fruit is, it does. That, yeah. That's one of the things that we talked to the last episode about prayer is that we should do it with the expectation that we that will we get will what we ask yeah, for. Ask and you shall receive, right? Right. And if you don't pray with that mentality, then it's like, well, are you even really asking? You know, it's kind of insulting to God that, like, he can give you every, anything. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to pray and you don't even expect him, you don't. it's like, what, you don't think he can give that to you? You know, so, like, we need to believe... Yeah, it's a big compliment Take to God into prayer. It's a big compliment to God to ask for big graces. Sure, I think Padre Pio or somebody said that. That could be a misquote or one of those things that it's something like that. No one ever really said, but it's attributed to them. Sure, I hope to have a lot of that stuff after I die. I hope there's so many graphics and memes made of my like, of just like sayings stuff, that I didn't even say. Just like really awesome stuff that I never said. Yeah, that'd be cool. So it says. Uh, in prayer, we secure guidance and aid of the Holy Spirit. We have security and preservation, uh, uh, preservation of the faith, deliverance from punishment, divine protection under temptation, and victory over the devil. Ha! Ha ha ha! Take that, devil! So, and prayer is an accumulation of spiritual joy, which I thought was kind of cool. Like the idea of like prayer is the accumulation of spiritual joy. That is interesting. Yeah, it's and it's stuff like that. Because I, when you pray, pers- you personally, probably don't feel that personally, way. Personally, I pray. don't I, like I, I, I typically not all the time. I mean, I have experienced joy in prayer, but typically, my prayer I would not consider spiritual joy. Like, or at least right. I don't have a a a feeling of joy. There's a lot of times I'm thankful, mm-hmm. um, and I come right. to our Father, you know, in, in thanksgiving for for all that He has given. But I don't have this like joy about me a lot of time, or like I wouldn't describe prayer life as joy. A lot of times, my prayer life is very dry. Yeah, I mean, and like sometimes you know I have like moments of joy in prayer, uh, but it, I still even in, when that happens, you know, like because yeah, when you think about how much God loves you, that's a pretty joyful thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not like I would say, oh, prayer is what was it like? What is accumulation of spiritual joy? Yeah, um, because a lot of it is. <laughs> Lord, please forgive me. Yeah. I know I just... I can't believe I did that. I know we talked about this yesterday. Right. And I, I told you, swore I, I, told you I wouldn't do this again. <laughs> I, I meant it yesterday. I did, but I forgot. And, right. you know, so it's like, to me, that's not spiritual joy. But I think that they mean more broadly speaking that by prayer, we accumulate right. the spiritual, spiritual joy. joy. Yeah. Right. The spiritual cookies. I love cookies of all kinds, especially you know the spiritual I don't. ones. I don't like ones with raisins. I don't like raisins. Like I don't like raisins you don't, you in don't my like cookies. Raisins at all? Uh, I, I'm okay with raisins, like in in trail mix. Don't like it in cookies. What it about ruins in, the cookie? What about in like bread? Uh, no, not really. Pamela used to be this way. I've converted her. Like she's tried it now more as an adult and says, like, actually, yeah, this is good. Hmm. Yeah, but we all can't That's be right. Weird. Yeah, I just don't know why you'd be hating on raisins. I mean, they're like little bursts of 
like flavor. Oh, is it Teresa of Avila? Juan pulled it up. You pay God a great compliment by asking great things of him. It's pretty close to that. Off the cuff, that wasn't bad. Is that her? Is that a real picture of her? Yes. <laughs> she looks like a cartoon. Uh, the next one they talk about is proof, which is a, I thought was interesting. Is it in the pudding? It's in the prayer. Proof is in the prayer. A prayer pudding. Uh, what are you doing? Making some prayer pudding, babe. Yeah, so I thought that Looking was very for interesting. for the proof in it. I've, and I've heard people say before, when talking to atheists or talking to people who are uh, having a crisis of faith, like daring them, like, hey, pray for two weeks and tell me your life doesn't change. Yeah, or ask for something. Yeah. Right. Um, I think that's a little bold. Um, it presu- is bold. And presumptuous at times, maybe. But uh, God can do it, though. But God can do <laughs> he it. Can totally do it. So when we get back, there's still one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine different proofs. We'll keep oh, going. It's a very fruitful thing. Hey yo. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I pray that you're enjoying this episode. If it's not, it'll be at least purgation for you. That is possible. You could at least pray that it is. Yeah. So we're talking about fruits of prayer. The first one was uh, prayer honors God. The second one is prayer obtains what we request. And then the third one is proof. So it's like, you, you know, you ask and then it happens. There's proof that God is listening. Yeah. And so you're like, okay, sweet. This is like, you know, prayer is working. Obviously, I'm asking for things. It's getting, it, it's working. It's coming to fruition. Um, this prayer life is is a is a cool thing, right? And then you ask, and it doesn't happen. That is a challenge, right? I mean, that is like a real. It's a real thing. It's, it's, and sometimes it's you, a real difficulty. Like, and sometimes what you're asking for, you feel like this is, is only a good. Like, how could it not be a good? Right. Uh, I only want the best in this other person. I'm praying for this person. They're sick. I want them to be healed. So they're, fa- right. you know, like, or you're praying for someone's conversion, you know, I mean, like, right. how could that not be good for them? You know, uh, I don't know. Safe, you know, like safe travels for people, you know, just, what right. they're, they're just everybody has, a, it can come up with a good example. And yeah, and it doesn't happen all the time. And so one of the fruits that it talks about is unwise and indevout prayers unheard. Hmm. So it talks about how, you know, this is ho- the whole uh, Garth Brooks unanswered prayer song. Just the other night <laughs> at a hometown football, football game. game. We can't keep singing, otherwise, like... I, it'll get stuck in my head. And No, he could sue us. Oh, yeah, that's true. So it talks about, though, in here... I do not want Garth Brooks to sue me, even though it would be a great story. <laughs> Uh, but some, it says, sometimes indeed it happens that what we ask of God, we do not obtain. But it is then especially that God looks to our welfare, either because he bestows on us other gifts of higher value and in greater abundance, or because what we ask, far from being necessary or useful, would prove superfluous or injurious. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so I'm glad it said that because I didn't really like the title, which was Unwise and Indevout Indevout Prayers, because it's like, no, 
then why why aren't my prayers getting answered? Because I'm praying devoutly, and I'm praying for something that's wise, you know, like conversion. of, of Sometimes. It. Sometimes you think it is wise, but then you realize, oh, when it comes, like... But when it gets play, played out, you realize, oh, well, there was actually a greater good that happens sure. because it doesn't happen that this doesn't, way. That, does, that doesn't mean it was a lack of wisdom on your part. You know, it's not like praying for somebody's conversion, you know, uh, and it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, okay, well, they had free will to, you know, the other person needed to cooperate. But that is a wise thing to pray for. There's no way that you could say that praying for someone's conversion was unwise, but then it says in here that, you know, like what you just read, sometimes there's a great, more, a more abundant thing, you know, mm-hmm. like, and, you know, we, you can't be expected to know all possibilities. So it's not like, oh, you're being unwise for praying something that's like reasonable sure. and good, right? right? That's a wise thing to do. God sometimes, though, has unreasonable graces, mm-hmm. you know, uh, like, Ooh, okay. Uh, that it's like, or, Jesus, un- no, unreasonable. Jesus dying on the cross, it's not reasonable. Mm-hmm. You know that it's no, it's ridiculous for him, God of the universe, mm-hmm. to condescend and to be slaughtered by us. Mm-hmm. Unreasonable, but sometimes he has unreasonable graces. Yeah, I like that. It says also, so it's it's talking about also in here in distraction and prayer and when you're not praying well. So uh-huh. it says uh, since prayer is an elevation of the soul to God, if while we pray, the mind, instead of being fixed upon God, is distracted, and the tongue slurs over the words at random, without attention, without devotion, with what proprietary, uh, propriety can we give to such empty sounds the name of the Christian prayer? Uh, what propriety can we give? Okay. Give to such empty sounds... Well, I do that a lot, so... Well, I don't, I don't want to. You know. And I can I can understand this as a dad, right? There's times that my son just says, I'm sorry. Like, before we even say what you did wrong, before we even, like, he just knows he did something wrong, he says, I'm sorry. Well, you're not actually sorry. You're just saying that out of habit. You're just trying to say that to to, to get my good graces and say, okay, good, let's move but on. But at the same time, he also really might be sorry, even though he doesn't know what for. Yes, but it it, hap- it has he to do with... He can say, like, oh, I did something wrong. Like, I didn't want to do something wrong. Well, I'm talking I about when sorry. he just kind of, like, yeah, nonchalantly just says that yeah. you know it's like he knows i can say this and just get out of this yeah um and so i i, I can see how that plays out but well, like when it happens to me like when i pray the rosary i think you know i'll get to the end of a, of a rosary start praying the glory be and realize ah i didn't i didn't think about the mystery at all mm-hmm. I was thinking about like used cars or something mm-hmm. and then i say no but this next decade i'm gonna do so good and then the next thing I know, I'm finishing that decade, you know, and it's like, ah! Mm-hmm. I want to do better, but the spirit is willing. The flesh is weak. The flesh is weak. So but it almost seems like it's unjust, but then the next one kind of even gives even a different, like, like just, uh, it says, to, the, uh, to devout prayer and dispositions, God grants more than we have asked. Hmm. You know. Sweet. So, I mean, to me, that like man, that, that is just so beautiful, right? Because there's so many times, and at least as a dad, I can I can relate to this, right? My my son, he does something out of charity, out of out of pure charity, you know, out of care for their brother, his brother or sister. Uh, wasn't didn't even realize I was watching, wasn't looking for anything. He just did it for the sake of good, 
right? Mm-hmm. And then I see it, and it's like, you know what? Here you go, bud. Here's a jelly bean. You know, here's some jelly beans or here's, something. Here's a beer. Here's <laughs> here, here's a Gatorade. Yeah. Right? You know, and so, like, not only are you getting the recognition for doing something good, but I will also reward you even further. This is a poor analogy because... This is it's a, it's a, reg, I, it's a why is it one analogy? that I give anal- when I give analogies I always relate it back to uh, graces sweets. and sweet and, sweet. and treats you, you don't even like sweets that much you think I know I don't even like I, I don't even like sweets you all think that it much. would be me doing that I know I don't know I the last time Maybe. I did that I made a fool of myself with Tim Staples I know why because <laughs> you're used to you've been conditioned to doing analogies so that I would understand them. <laughs> Because we're best and friends. So you're you're always using. Like, how can I explain this to Dave? And candy. It's like, well, all right, Dave. Imagine there's a bowl of candy. There's a whole cake. <laughs> and what you don't know is there's a bigger bowl of candy somewhere else. Right. Uh, so the next one says prayer exercises increases faith. Yes. Right. So and that I mean this flows very well, right? So you ask, you realize, oh, maybe I wasn't asking for the right thing. Uh, or I wasn't asking devoutly, then you ask, you know, you're praying in a devout manner. Or when you get what you ask for, and you get that also you, and, increases and, and, your faith. And even uh, in an abundance, like, it gets more, yeah. like, not only did I ask for this job, but then I got this job, and it is just... Paid more than I thought. Yeah. Or, like, sometimes when you get exactly what you ask for, mm-hmm. like, to me, that's, in, like, a weirdly specific way, that, you know, that's happened to me just, you know, a few times, but... Very, 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 very specifically, and like, yeah, that in those moments has made made huge Im- impacts, impacts on my faith. You right. know, yeah, the whole prayer of God, if this is your will, hit me with a spiritual two by four across right. the head, so yeah. I am aware of this is what you want from me. Because I've also had moments in my life where I've really sat down and said, like, am I fooling myself with this whole God stuff? Like, does he is like? Is he, you know, just like moments where you question his existence, sure. and it's like, may, maybe I'm just like a big, I'm an, I'm a big fool. But then I, you know, I can think back on those moments where he's clearly heard my prayers and you know answered me and shown his presence to me. And it's like, I think I'm very thankful for those because it makes it very easy to dispel mm-hmm. doubts or questions, whatever. And the next one said, which piggybacks off of what you just said, a prayer strengthens our hope in God. Mm-hmm. You know, so God, it is true, might be might bestow on us all things abundantly, although we did not ask for them or even think of them, just as he bestows on the irrational cre- creation all things necessary for the support of life. Yeah, I mean, prayer waters the soul. It's like when you put seeds in the ground and you water it, why does it grow? I don't know. It's like, it's it's a miracle. It, I mean, that, that stuff, you just, today I put a tree in the ground. And you now, did? Yeah. Uh, in your backyard? In my front yard. Front yard. In the in the garden, it's a Japanese maple tree. Oh, nice. Juan had an extra one, so he gave it to me. Way to go, Juan. I put it in the ground, and it was like looking kind of rough, but now that it's in the ground, it's going to live. Like, mm-hmm. that's weird, right? Like, the dirt just does it. Well, it's because God, like, he does it. So praying... It's like watering your soul, and God will make it grow. Mm-hmm. And prayer increases charity, which is the next one. Okay. It continues, you know, if prayer is an elevation of our soul to God, uh, and as you 
you come in more in relation and communion with God, your charity is naturally going to grow. Mm-hmm. Charity will grow if you pray with honesty. If you're if you are willing to be honest and vulnerable, and allow yourself, and allow God to show you who you really are. Mm-hmm. That because there's sometimes that I've I've actually prayed and been like, listen, Lord, I'm praying this, uh, and I'm not gonna fool myself. Like I'm not fooling myself here. I actually don't want this, but I know that this is what, like you pray the litany of humility. There's sometimes you, you're praying something and you're like, I don't know yeah. if I actually want this, I hate that prayer. but I know that, that this is good for me. And you know, my heart that I at least desire to want it. I may not want it, but I at least desire to want it because yeah. I know it's a greater good. Maybe I'm not disposed to actually obtain it yet. Maybe yeah. I'm not, you know, holy enough actually to to truly desire it. Yeah. And if you go, so if you go into that kind of attitude where you're willing to reform, that's when you can grow in charity. You know, when you realize like, oh wow, I I need I need God's grace more than I realized before this prayer. I need to be more charitable with others. We have a few more. If you're listening we'll on the going. radio, uh, subscribe to our podcast and check it out. We're on the Lord's team, the winning side. So raise your glass. And cheers to Jesus. Okay, let's just keep rolling. Is that a good one? Are you okay with that one? Are we rolling or like tumbling? Uh, Yeah, probably like stumbling. When is the last time you rolled down a hill? Uh, it would be February 8th of 2006. That is a drastically more specific answer than I thought I was going to get. 2006, that was a long time ago. Hey, guess what today is? Tuesday. Today, 35 years ago, I became Catholic. Ah, happy baptism day. Yeah, Peace thank of St. Thomas More. Yeah. I need a refill. Uh, yeah, 35 years ago today, I went from darkness into light. Is that when you were baptized? Yes. Okay. I went That's from, why I said happy baptism day to him. From being pagan, from being a heathen, to be entering into the bride of Christ. Yeah, I wasn't even born 35 years ago. <laughs> you are so old. Yeah. Right. Cheers to you. Thank you. Wait. To being reborn. What do you mean? Like going back into our to your mother's womb? Isn't that the weirdest question? <laughs> Well, I mean, it's like they had never really encountered, like... What do you mean? You have to, yeah, but it's like... You know that's not possible. It's like, I have a stupid question. There is no stupid questions. So. Yeah. Do you mean <laughs> going back into your mother's room? You know what? I take that back. There is stupid questions. That's one of them. Exhibit A. Let's move on. That's going to be a problem for me because <laughs> she died. <Yeah. laughs> Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I do still want to go to heaven. Right. Okay, so we were talking about, so the last one was prayer increases charity. The next one says, prayer disposes the soul of divine blessings. Sometimes it takes, you, you have, your soul has to be in, uh, capa- capable of receiving the blessing. It has The disposition has to be, able to be receptive to blessings yeah i mean i've mentioned this before i'm going to just mention it again i'm going to keep mentioning this probably for the rest of my life but let's do it 
uh, when I did Exodus 90, you know, that just changed my prayer life a lot. And I've just seen many blessings in my life, just speaking personally, that I feel like God was waiting until I was ready. You know, uh, he wanted to give them to me. And and I don't mean anything crazy. I just really mean uh, blessings of prayer, kind of, you know, just I'm now finding it just such a huge blessing to have this small prayer life that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I'm getting other stuff out of it, but that it itself is... It's its own end? Yeah, it's the, is, is a blessing. What's the tele- teleology of, of this? Heaven. The end. Heaven. Yeah. To rest in him. So, I mean, yeah, like that's... I, I just see that. He, he wants great things for you, but like... He's not going to give you a grace if your soul is not disposed to it. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not giving my son a pocket knife until he's uh, mature enough to be able to handle it. Right. Yeah. Is like, that a good... I, I, I went that, out without that one, sweets. That one doesn't make sense to me because it's not oh, about okay. cookies. Oh. Okay. Um, I'm not going to give you a birthday cake unless it's your birthday. No, that doesn't work either. Mm, I'm not going to give you a big slice unless you're old enough to where you don't bounce off the walls after eating it. Down. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. Okay, good. Why didn't you just (sighs) say that in the first place? (laughs) Sorry. You know what? Me culpa. Uh, The next one says, prayer makes us realize our own needfulness. Mm -hmm. It it kills pride, right? And that's that's a lot like... The charity, it's a lot. Yeah, exactly. A lot of these have a lot in common. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it kills pride. But it's not exactly the same. Right. Prayer is a protection against the devil. It's, you know, the big one of... of, Can't forget that one. Auxiliary Christian Orm that we pray. Uh, We did a whole episode on on the Auxiliary Christian Orm, which I highly recommend going and listening to, Mm -hmm. or at least in the very least, you know, download the app and start praying it. Also, go listen to the episode we did on the uh, St. Bridget prayers. I just, oh, I totally forgot I we even did love, that. I just love those prayers. Everything that you should be praying for every day is in there. Like, Pamela and I were just talking about this the other day. She made the comment, I'm so glad we pray for that every day. In this, like, I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't pray for that every day if it wasn't in this, these St. Bridget prayers. I mean, Almost everything that you need to pray for or that we should be praying for is in there. Is in there. Like the Our Father. The Our Father's in there seven times. The next one is prayer devote, uh, promotes a virtuous life. Totally. Um, it says, from prayer we also derive this important, important advantage that though we are inclined to evil and to the indulgence of various passions as a consequence to our natural frailty, God permits us to raise our hearts to him in order that while we address him in prayer and endeavor to deserve his gifts, he may be inspired with a love of innocence and, by effacing our sins, be purified from every stain of guilt. All that sounds really good. Thank you. I wrote that. In the Catechism. In the Catechism, the Council of Trent. That was my one contribution to the book. And they took it. So. Uh, they were wise to do so. Yes. You know, uh, like... The last one, though, I, like, the last one... Yeah, let's I, do the last one. I, let's get the last one out, because, and I, I'll let you read it, 
because I'm interested in just getting your reaction or something. No, I'm just I'm interested because it says prayer disarms the divine vengeance. I knew that prayer disarms the divine vengeance. That's what you call mercy, my friend. You mean to read the whole thing, or at least the beginning? Finally, as Saint Jerome observes, prayer disarms the anger of God. Hence, these words of God addressed to Moses: "Let me alone." When Moses sought by his prayer to stay the punishments God was about to inflict on his people, nothing is so efficacious in appeasing God when his wrath is kindled. Nothing so effectually delays or averts the punishments prepared for the wicked as the prayers of men. So, mercy. But it's just something I don't really think about probably enough. Like, if you ask for his mercy, he will give it to you. He won't give it to you necessarily if you don't ask for it. Just like maybe there's times I would not give my son a cookie if he did not ask for a cookie. But when he asks for one, I will definitely give him one. Will you? At times. Next time I'm over here, I'm going to be like, hey, Luke. If we have some. I mean, according to the circumstance, according to your state in life. I'm going to be like, Luke, go ask your dad for a cookie and then bring it to me. And then you can ask for another one for yourself. He'll give it to you. But really, I think like what prayer does the most is it uh, aligns you, aligns your intellect, and your will, and your will, your soul, just aligns your person and your faculties to reality. That you become slowly more and more able to see yourself the way that you really are. And the way God sees you. Which is the way that you really are. Right. Uh, I just wanted to reiterate in a different yeah. in a different term. Um, like, so if you're a chocolate chip cookie, you're not thinking that you're... Uh, Sugar. Th- yeah, like, or a chocolate chunk cookie. Because, you know, you might They're get diff- those... There's a difference. You, you may, those not the same. Obviously, chocolate chunk's better. But um, a lot of similarities. A high, higher state in life. A lot of similarities there between the chocolate chip and the chocolate chunk. Uh, but that's, that's what it does. So because you, now you see yourself better... Um, which is why humility, I think in order to be humble, you need to first come to know yourself. You know, being, being humble is not about, oh, valuing other people more. It's actually about valuing yourself rightly, um, and, and seeing yourself exactly right. That way you now see how important it is to have this, to be like in relation with other people, like charity towards other people. You now understand how truly important it is because of the fact that everything you have, everything you've received was charity, was was love and a gift from God. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, like, so the more oriented we are with reality, with truth, the more we're capable of recognizing truth all the time mm-hmm. in other people and other things. Um, and so prayer is the way that we do this. So if you don't have a habit of prayer, then you don't have a habit of reality. You don't have a habit of truth. You know, like you don't have a, a habit of these other. And the only way to get them is by having a habit of prayer. Hmm. I think it's better to pray in the morning, less distracted. That contemplative prayer. Sure. No, I agree. Better and, in the you're not, and you're not tired. So I'm tired in the morning when I pray. Yeah. Well,. Different it's kind a of different tired. kind of tired than at the end of the night. Yeah, it is. But uh, yeah, I also like 
if you're listening to this and you're saying like, yes, I'm going to step up my prayer game, I highly recommend uh, starting small. And I know that doesn't sound like, like uh, uh, with great fortitude, it doesn't sound like that it is uh, magnanimous, but uh, because you haven't uh, worked on that virtue of prayer, it's going to be very easy to do it really you know, once or twice and then burn out and, and go out in flames. Yeah. Uh, start out small and then add a little bit, you know, after three months, add a little, maybe add something else. Develop the habit of, of carving out the time throughout the day to pray and, and, and reorient yourself towards God instead of saying like, you know what, tomorrow I'm starting, I'm getting up at 5 a.m. and for the first two hours of the day, I'm going to do nothing but prayer. Every day from now on. From now on. Yeah. Uh, also be specific. Um, I found that <clears throat> Exodus 90, one of the things was the minimum was 20 minutes of contemplative prayer a day. That's why I started doing 20 minutes a day because that was the minimum, okay? Mm-hmm. And now that's just what I have. And I found saying by having myself like, and I look at the clock. Okay, I do the daily readings. I look to see what time it is so that I know what time am I going to be done with 20 minutes. Uh, It sounds a little rigorous, but it's not. Because what it does is it safeguards me. It's all of a sudden the uh, temptation of saying, like, well, you've prayed for 18 minutes. That's good enough. What's the difference? That temptation is totally disarmed. It has no sway over me whatsoever. I pray for 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. Right. Whether I'm praying well or not, if I'm, if I'm just like having terrible prayer, I'm just like the worst prayer today. I'm going to be the worst prayer for 20 minutes. You know, even but I'm if, still giving you 20 minutes, you know. Even if in reality, I'm not receiving any grace from the terrible prayer I'm offering, uh, you know, like I'm not... My soul is. I'm, I mean, I'm not, I think intention I'm not, matters. I'm not right? putting myself in the right. Di- I'm just saying, like, what's the worst you can do? Right. If that's the if that's the way I'm praying, I'm still going to do it for 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, having that specificity, actually, it's like another one of examples of rules give you freedom. So now all of a sudden, I'm free to pray. I'm not. Uh, I'm not under attack from heavy prayed. Oh, that's good enough. That's long enough. That's long enough. Right. That's oh, that's good enough. You've prayed for long enough. You've been, you've that's that, that's the beauty also of the hour of adoration. Uh, you know, there there. You know, a couple of years ago, I didn't have right. a, a designated hour of adoration. I would only I would be like, oh, well, I'm traveling. I can't really designate a full hour, so I'll just go whenever I can. When I can. And so I would go, and I would on occasion, right? Yeah, yeah. You would actually go. Well, I would go actually, it, typically almost every week. Uh huh. But it would just be a pretty good. Uh, it would be a, a different timing. Yeah. But there would be times where it's like, okay, that's forty-eight minutes. Uh, I, I I have to get back to work, and I, I would move on. Like I would I would make ex- maybe excuses, but they were like kind of justified excuses. Like I could be doing something else. But the hour, like if you have a designated hour, you're not going anywhere. It's like no, I'm here for an hour. I can't. I can't it's leave. My hour. Right. right. It just changes, like you said, the temptation of... It's, it's freedom. Right. We have a freedom now because there's a rule. Right. I hope right. that was beneficial to at least one person. It's beneficial to me, so... Sweet. Juan got nothing out of it. You got a glass of whiskey. You know what? Yeah. Don't be ungrateful, Juan. And with maybe a refill. I don't know. See. Si. See. Si. Yes. See. Si. Mucho.